It is break day. What I call once brewed, twice brewed, thrice guzzled. Oh, and Vindolanda. I have to say, it was a minor stroke of genius on our part to schedule a break day smack in the middle of the journey. Our thinking was informed by two considerations. First, after traversing more than 40 miles over the prior three plus days, a day of relaxation and physical restoration seemed like a good idea. Second, several of the best sites, particularly Vindolanda and Sycamore Gap, were right nearby. That our outfitter secured us a room for two nights at the Twice Brood Inn in a town called Once Brood, well, that clinched the decision. Vindolanda is another extremely well-excavated and well-documented Roman fort, largely manicured by two generations of the Burley family. But it's worth noting that Vindolanda is several miles from the wall and wall path, so seeing it properly would be hard to incorporate into a day hike on a typical Hadrian's wall path journey. It should be viewed as a separate destination, and we accordingly treated it as such, spending well more than three hours there. Sycamore Gat, made famous as an icon in the movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, that, by the way, starred my own Hollywood lookalike Kevin Costner, doesn't require nearly as much time, and it's right on the wall. And yet, we managed to inadvertently miss it as we passed the prior day. Turns out we came upon a struggling hiker descending one of the fairly steep verticals that characterized the crags. Recognizing his weakened condition, we forged ahead down the vertical and sought alternative, i.e. less arduous, uh, routes for him and his companions to settle into town. Fortunately, we found an NNP trail just past the bottom of that gap that circumvented the next rise and headed in the direction of Once Brood. Unfortunately, in focusing on locating that safer path, we walked right by the famous sycamore without even realizing it. So a return visit was on the agenda as well, meaning we engaged in a bit more hiking on our so-called break day than we expected. But as the nightcap indicates, the day was another success in our book. So today was scheduled as the so-called break day, which I, I think in benefit of hindsight, having done the three days of full walking, having reached a halfway point, knowing that there was stuff to see in the, in the middle of the walk. Cole, I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back. It was, it was relative genius to put the break day in the middle of the, uh, of the tour, in my view. Thoughts? No, it was, I figured from a physical perspective, it might be a good idea. Yep. Um, there's an awful high concentration of really interesting things to see in the middle. So it can give you some flexibility of whether you wanna see things yesterday or today or tomorrow morning, et cetera. Um, so in that respect, and you know, this, it is a pretty nice place that we found um, for our down day or, yeah. our, or our slow day, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, we're staying uh, twice brewed in in a town called Once Brewed, and it's um, yeah, it's a nice place. The people are nice. The room's a little small, but all things considered, it's just fine, and uh, good good uh, selection of ales downstairs. They, they, they brew their own beer.
Yeah, I mean, once we re rearranged the room, you know, basically uh, moved a bunch of furniture around, we got pretty comfortable here. But uh, I generally agree with you on that all, all bit. So you called it the down day. I had called it the break day. It turned out, though, it ended up being the makeup day of sorts. Yeah. And um, there's a bit of a story behind that. So I'm, I'm going to let you tell the, tell the version that you want to tell them. I'll call or comment. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> How it became a makeup day of sorts. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess the plan for today was always to go see one of the main Roman forts, which is Vindolandia. Yeah. yeah. Or Vindolandia. Um, and uh, that was that was quite cool yeah uh, what we didn't realize though is <laughs> as we're sitting here yeah you know, earlier this morning planning our, our our trip for tomorrow and I thought one of the main things we were gonna see tomorrow is a, a an amazing tree called Sycamore Gap and it right is in it's right in the middle of a really cool gap uh, between two mountains basically a deep a, a, a a deep quick v. mini yeah mini V valley yeah yeah, yeah a mini V valley exactly so <laughs> we're looking at where it is on the map and when we're going to see it tomorrow and we realize that we passed it yesterday <laughs> so <laughs> not only did we That's pass it yesterday we walked right under it yesterday yeah. and didn't even realize and and to be fair in our defense we were we, the reason we passed it was somewhat benevolent we were helping somebody else out at the time so we were a little distracted with somebody who wasn't doing so well but um anyway we walked right under the tree yesterday and uh so in order to get a couple pictures of this this tree which is arguably the most famous point on the entire walk I mean, not for historical reasons but it is very beautiful and it is featured in a, a kevin costner movie robin hood prince of thieves and so it's 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 a notable and very wi widely photographed spot we had to go back so we <laughs> the first thing we did when we started our down day was go back and re you know retrace some of our tracks from yesterday uh took some pictures there and headed off to vindolandia it's it's actually a little bit more than that we had to backtrack about a mile i think that walk that walk back was probably a mile or so but the irony is um <laughs> It turned out we actually had walked right past the thing and not even realized it. Right it's under like it. We had missed it. We right had, under it. We had not noticed it. <laughs> like, like we could have walked into it. And, and um, you know, I just got to confess. I'm. You, 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 I think I've told you this. <laughs> well, you're, you're 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 walking this trail with somebody who, on his first visit to Paris, decided to spend a day at the Louvre and culture himself up, um, and managed to see, I think, everything in the Louvre, but somehow managed not once but twice to miss the Mona Lisa, which I think is one of the more famous pieces in that large uh, museum. So anyway, I'm, it's pretty I'm, spectacular. You might want to go back. I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll have to backtrack on that one. So anyway, that's what that's that's how a, a, a break day or as you called it, a down day becomes uh, the makeup day. So we, we, yeah. we made up some. So we've traversed a little bit of the wall twice, uh, somewhat inadvertently, but but we had to do what we had to do. and. I think we got some nice pictures out of the deal too. Yeah, we got some great pictures. Um, the other thing I have to admit is yesterday afternoon, I mean, yesterday was a long day for us. We, we saw uh, Chester's Roman Fort and Housestead's Fort started late and we were gonna end late regardless. And <laughs> as soon as we got out of Housestead's Fort, I think our mental calculations are, 
okay, how many miles is it and, and how long is it going to take us to get to the bar for our first beer? <laughs> so we were really quite focused, just not on the tree because I thought it was uh, tomorrow's work. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, Cole, because uh, if you think about the whole trail, uh, one, of the, one of the nice things about the trail is that the, the seminal marking that is used all along the way on the trail to highlight where that, that you're on Hadrian's path uh, is the acorn. Uh, so whenever you're lost or whenever you're in doubt, look for the acorn. It's fairly prominent in most cases. We haven't gotten materially lost, at least so far, but there's still time. Um, but it, it got to the point later in the day yesterday, actually around that time, I think that we had, that it turned out we might have gotten um, uh, distracted, if you will, trying to, trying to be good Samaritans. But I started looking at the signs for Hadrian's Wall and I started thinking, I'm not only looking for the acorn, I was actually looking for the little moniker that had a, a beer mug, you know, with some <laughs> froth coming off the top, because I figured that would tell you that we're getting near once brewed or near twice brewed uh, as, as a uh, town or an inn, so to speak. But hey, you referenced earlier, the other thing we did today after doing the backtracking is we went to uh, Vindolanda, which I, yeah. I, thought was, um, I thought was quite impressive. Um, I have a few thoughts, but I'm going to let you start, because uh, I thought we spent a good part of the day there, actually. We spent a few hours there. Yeah, no, Vindolanda was was interesting um, because it didn't fit the formula. A lot of the Roman forts along the wall are all built in a pretty similar rectangular uh, setup with, you know, the barracks on the right and the barracks on the left and you know the the head of the head of the fort and the precipium, which is like the central or, uh, office building and and everything else, and the, and the hospital and such in the middle. Um, this one, it was it was interesting because over a relatively short period of time, and by the, by short I mean probably a hundred years. It had been built and rebuilt and built and rebuilt and built and rebuilt because in, in the early stages it was built with wood. So it was very different from the others. And the other thing is, it, because of this, it, it was very rich in archaeological uh, finds, not just, not just the walls, but things like shoes and you know arrowheads and uh, spear tips and things like this clothing. clothing clothing and in particular over 300 or 400 tablets of made of wood that gave you a lot of insight into how they lived way back then yeah yeah so that was cool so the interesting thing about that one is so so Vindolanda is actually not on the wall it's set back I call I'm gonna say two miles it's one and a half to two miles I'll say from from where the wall is yeah. proper it was a frontier fort and you talked about the multiple generations uh, you know the first several of which as you pointed out were built in wood when people think of Roman ruins they don't think of wood I think for a few reasons one of which is the wood never lasted right so people think of the stone ruins that we've seen you know, wherever you see Roman ruins, so right. to speak. But this was built, this was a this was a frontier fort seemingly well before, it was after the Roman invasion, obviously, of Britannia, but it was a fort well before even the conception of the wall, before Hadrian was emperor, 
uh, and as a result, there were successive settlements or forts, if you will, or garrison, you know, a garrison maybe it was it before being a proper fort. Uh, and as a result, there was, as you put it, uh, I would call it multiple generations, not only of people, multiple generations of fort. The other interesting thing is because of, and I thought, and I don't think we saw this at the other forts, in the case of, uh, of having found some of these, uh, I'll call them balsa wood chips that had the writing on them, that and other, um, other records allowed them to identify who, and by the way, where they were from, uh, the soldiers that had been garrisoned there. So there were generations of soldiers sourced from Belgium, uh, from the Netherlands, uh, from other areas of the empire, and this was all reasonably well documented in, in large part because of these fairly healthy fragments of, frankly, little pieces of wood that had wood the handwriting, the wood tablets. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Um, I thought that was. I thought that was impressive in its own right. So this was. This was, I thought, quite different than the than than the other forts that we've seen over the past few days. You know, particularly yesterday when we saw uh, Chester's Fort and uh, and um, Housestead. So uh, I thought all good. There was one final highlight today before we wrap up, which is we've gone about we're a little bit beyond the halfway point of this tour. We had not ridden the bus. Riding the bus, by the way, isn't cheating as long as you still do the wall. The wall, but. Yeah. Uh, from Vindolanda back to the hotel. We had already walked all the way out to Vindolanda, which technically isn't part of the trail. But given that it was a break day, we gave ourselves a break and we rode the bus that is labeled AD 122. And I keep rattling around in my head. What a coincidence it is that the bus route is named at the same year with the same lettering in terms of identifying the time as the year that the that the that the wall was started. I mean, I. Like, if you thought of the odds of that and just spun that around in your head for a minute, it's a stunner now. It, it, it's uncanny. It's, un, it's unthinkable. It's, it's, it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable. It's amazing. I mean, who, who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, that sounds to me like a wrap. Uh, we, are back on the, we are back on the trail, and pretty early tomorrow, Cole, we've got some wood to chop the next couple of days. We've got things to see. We've got a water walk. Uh, I believe we're covering 30 miles over the next two days. So uh, we should get a good night's sleep and get to it bright and early tomorrow. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm -hmm.